Welcome to Love in the Black Podcasts. We're your hosts, Miss Long and Mr. Bill Well. Talking all things love and money because just being in love doesn't pay the bills. We're excited to be back for episode three. And we thought, being that this is our first episode of the year, we're gonna jump right into Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Let's talk about you and me. Because With this pandemic, the way that people are able to engage and interact and form new romantic relationships is going to be different. And that means those sexual interactions might just be a little different as well. So we're just going to dive into this topic and we'll see what happens here. We don't have any expectations, but we just know it's Yes, we do. We're talking about sex. People still have been doing it during this pandemic. People still getting pregnant. I've seen too many photos like, oh, we're expecting. It's going down. It's a lot of pandemic babies. Yeah. But hopefully they've all been made out of love. And you know, amen to everyone. Praise be. some people were just so cooped up that they were like you know what it's time to get down with the get down i think some people just didn't care i I don't i don't i think some people some people have still been kicking it despite all the bad stuff that covid has caused this whole world people are still finding time to get it in they fucking yeah they are And I think we want to talk about this topic as well because there is sometimes stigma around like when is too soon to have sexual interactions with people that you are dating, hanging out with, whatever, kicking it, whatever you want to call it. And we know from our own personal experience. We do? That there's no time like the present. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you want to elaborate? Do you want to elaborate how I was taken advantage of so, so early in our relationship? I was going to Jasper was going to be a nice little one night stand situation before I, you know, left. And as you guys know, you know I was going to move to New York and live my best sex in the city life. And Jasper was going to be a nice one night stand. But hold on, let's pause for a second. Do you all hear what she had intended for us? Like, we're, we're engaged now, right? I was supposed to be a one-night stand. Continue, Tiana, continue. Yeah, that's what was supposed to happen. But, you know, things things happen. And sometimes some things are out of your control. And you just got to go with the flow. Question. Know? I'm sure everybody's wondering. So why was I going to be a one-night stand? What, what, what was going on that was prompting you to say, Jasper... He looks like... Did I have a stamp that said one night stand on my forehead? No, but I was like, if I was ever going to have a one night stand, which I had never had before in my life, I was like, Uh, he'd be someone I'd have a one night stand with. You know, because some one night stands could be very like risque and like, you know, dangerous in some aspects. And, you know, I prefer healthier options and Jasper <laughs> seemed like a clean a clean individual <laughs> that I that I wouldn't have to worry about any like after situations that would be dangerous to my life so I was like okay if I'm gonna do this he's gonna be the one <laughs> and so it was <laughs> <laughs> 
so what's funny is I didn't know that for the long it had been probably a couple years before I even knew that's who I was in her eyes starting out granted we, we got past all of that and we finally had talked it out because I, I, I've done one night stands before I didn't feel any kind of way good ones bad ones and for her she was like yeah I had never done it before and I was kind of surprised I thought like everybody's like had that one night like ah I can't believe I did that like even if it was a bad one I just had assumed most people have done one night stands but Tiana had not no because I typically have like those type of sexual interactions with people that you know I intend to see some type of future with and that had been my experience or just like I don't know situations I put myself in let me ask you, so do you think, like, it, I want to say, like, did the media and, like, movies and that kind of stuff influence you, or is, like, no, your friends? No, just, like, personal morals. <laughs> but where do those come from? Family? It comes from, you don't Yeah, I guess. Um, family, I mean, I have a very strong woman-centric network um, that, you know, definitely put self-worth at kind of the top of the pedestal and so you know just giving your body to anyone was not um you know no i don't know i'm I'm, (laughs) all right i'm just being i'm being funny but like i hear that all the time like it's just sex like what i mean it is but it's not like you can't just be having sex with anyone like no who does that a lot of people do that maybe because i'm a guy right and i think there's 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 definitely a there's a difference there is um but there doesn't always have to be you know i don't slut shame people who like genuinely enjoy having sex with a bunch of different people like if that's your life so be it but that has not been my experience, nor did I, I guess, specifically want that to be my experience, except for this one time where I was going to leave. And I think it was because I was leaving and there was really no expectation. Like, have to see him I don't again. have to see him again. I'm the fuck out of here. Let's go. So I, I think that happens. I think we get so caught up in our own mind of what we think is going to happen, and it went the total opposite direction of what you thought. It did. Like literally, you're like, mm, one night stand. I'm gone in a couple of months. Boom. Bye. It's just a good story I can tell my girls later, or that I could just have for my own personal enjoyment. That like True. would, I guess, maybe set me up for the fun that I planned on having in New York I think that was it (laughs) it it was gonna be like my last hurrah here and then I was gonna be able to have like major sexual explorations so you bring up a good point though and this is I'm not knocking anybody for like what you decide to do with your body because it's your body and from what I've heard from people who I know if you don't get that stuff out of your system, you end up being like a very, I'm not gonna say a bad partner, not not sexually, but like overall, like you may have had some things on your to-do list. Let's just call mm-hmm. it your to-do list. Mm-hmm. And let's say you didn't go to college or you didn't have those experiences like mm-hmm. you were expecting to have in New York. Mm-hmm. Will your partner who you settle down with be open? Because maybe they've done all of that and you're like, oh, I'm ready. You're like, yo, I did all of that stuff when I was single, when I was in college, when I went overseas. And so now, I mean, that becomes a 
a tough conversation, first off. Yeah. Because a lot of marriages end because, oh, the fire has dwindled. We'll call it fire. They're not, they're not doing it. Yeah. There, there's no, like, you don't do it for me, or you're not doing it how I want you to do it, or... So what do you do in those circumstances? I haven't been do, do you go get a sexual counselor? Do you do you talk it through? Do you experiment with your partner? I think all of those things are options, but I think it really depends on who the people are as individuals and how willing they are to work on their own relationship and do what needs to be done to spark that. That's fire. what I was going to say, because it's easy to go cheat. Like, it's easy to say, you know what? They're not providing whatever it is, so I'm going to get it from somebody else. And I've heard that from some of my male friends who were like, yo, my lady won't do this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything like, you know, I can't say it's nothing crazy because it could be crazy yeah, to them to suck a dick. Crazy. Like, it, like to give them head. Like, it was certain things that were on your, like, I will never do this mm-hmm. list. And now your partner wants what's right. everything that's on that list. Right. So, yeah, I'm sure relationships don't go to that next level because maybe there was this one thing you wouldn't do. So, what do you think the fact that you were slated as a one-night stand and the fact that we are now here four years later engaged, how did that come to be? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, Things just happen. It, it does. Like I don't I don't I don't give it that much thought, honestly. I, I think and maybe this is a, a guy thing. Like I don't I don't care. It, it was what I didn't know. Like we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We had a great summer, and then we tried this long distance thing. It worked. Like I think that's about as far as I went with. You know, she had me in this box of one night stand material. Like I'm not mad. I was trying to be a savage, but I'm not a savage. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I think that's part of it too. Of, of I didn't feel when you told me I was like, that's just funny, because you never know somebody's true intentions, right? And I think that's the. I'll say that's probably the scary thing about a one-night stand. One, yes, we know there's the, the disease factor. Please, wash your ass. Wash How about that? Butt. Like, yeah, at least let's sure. start there. So, apparently, I looked like I was decent. And again, you, <laughs> we know you can't judge a book by its cover, but there's always going to be that risk of, well, let me at least be safe. You know, maybe I should wash up before, make sure there's protection. There, there's certain things that you can do as a responsible person. So I think that comes into play too, where I've heard people, oh, it's a one night stand, person got pregnant. One night stand, person got, you know. The claps. So, I mean, <laughs> so, so it, it, it is that risk that you run, but once you've made that decision, you almost can't go back. And a lot of times you think about people who are afraid, they need a substance, whether it's some type of drug or alcohol to get you over this. Your conscience is telling you, I mean, he could get it. Listen, y'all, I ain't need no alcohol or nothing to tell me that, okay? I, 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 I'm just gonna confess. I came in knowing, like, look, if it go down, it's going down. I'm glad you said that because a lot of men think, like, we think we can control that. Y'all control. I control everything. All women do. Like, you can't, like, for as a guy, we feel like I, I take her out to eat. I do this, I do that. She's already made up her mind as to whether you're getting some. So, so as a man, I had to learn, this is, you know, over time, and young boys probably still gonna do dumb stuff, but you learn to lower your expectation. 
you, you lower it because then you're not disappointed if you don't get none that first night. So, yes, I'm always ready when I'm attracted to a young lady. Like, oh, she's bad. Yes, she could get it. And Tiana could have gotten it. Didn't know I was getting it that soon, but I was thankful that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Slept good that night, y'all. I mean, it, it's, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And um, I think just on top of the not knowing factor, I also want to talk about like when is too old to just not be responsible with your sexual activity. I don't think there's an age because everybody act a fool. There's old people that act a fool, young people. Or people. being surprised when you get certain outcomes like unplanned pregnancies, etc. I feel like there's a certain age where when you know that you're doing the do um, outside of extreme circumstances like, you know, forced sexual activity course, and things like that. But when two consensual adults are doing things um, and, you know, children happen, there's a, there's a, I feel like there's an age where I you don't. just have to take responsibility and have the child. I don't know if you can put an age on it. I'm being, I don't think you can. I don't think, there's, there's not like an age where you're like, I shouldn't do this. People do stuff at all ages I don't think there's a study I don't feel like I let me ask you this alright stop stop what age would you what age do you think somebody should I don't know maybe like 25 after the age of 25 you should you should know okay like I feel like even earlier than that 25 wow I I don't have an age I'm okay go go ahead I feel like that's an appropriate age where at that point you should be well informed of the consequences of sexual activity period everybody's entitled to to their opinions yes they are i I don't think there's an age i I don't know i think people are gonna act a fool no matter how old they are or how young they are then they're just gonna act a fool i think this leads into like a more serious conversation about like um women's rights in terms of like abortions and things of that nature which I have very like strong opinions on when it comes to like I said after a certain age like there should be no mistakes or like there shouldn't be oopsies but... <sighs> oopsies gonna happen. or you or it's just at a point where oh well you have to take responsibility at this point like you're too old you're too old you're too old. That's how I feel. So be it. Boom. Fair enough. I, I, I don't have much else. I don't I don't think there's that limit on age. And I had to stop doing that just from other things in life that happen where I'm like, they're too old for that. And yet they're doing exactly what I thought they should have done 20, 30 years ago. It, it, I don't, it's just, it's tough to put that in a box and say, it's got to be by this age you should know or shouldn't know. And I think it's easy for like us to say, right? Because how we were raised, how we grew up, the people we associate ourselves with. I think it's easy for us to say it because we may have been acting responsible our entire lives. But let's say you don't have that type of structure. You you could be to your 35 and still saying, whoops. Yeah, I think that's, that's unacceptable. It, it, it's, it's I think right. that's completely so, unacceptable. 
I'm not disagreeing, but that's the reality of it, it does matter like where you grew up and who you associate yourself with. Because people who don't have loving families or people who care, they're going to keep acting a fool. And we're never going to understand that. That's true. But it's still unfortunate. It is. So what's also unfortunate is how people think, you know, they, they get confused on this whole you're having sex thinking they love you or maybe that's the way you like to be loved it's like be physical Mm -hmm. and it could be totally the opposite thing for the other person Mm -hmm. and that's a big one so I think between love and lust and mixed signals how do you how do you like prevent those things and especially if you're just having fun in the moment how do you really like lay out the boundaries of what's about to happen without turning the mood into something that's very depressing and unattractive it's hard not to because if you don't it's gonna come out somewhere else in the relationship like you kind of have to do it you kind of have to say look yo we cool no strings right no we good we just gonna have a good time is it always is there always the opportunity for those type of conversations before you get swept up in Nah. That? Sometimes it's after the fact, after you've done it a couple of times, you're like, oh, no, I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it like, oh, I think she's starting to like me more. And the physical piece may have just added on to everything else. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the physical part is it's kind of placed above everything else. Like, we were having a good time hanging out, and then we did it. And so now they've shot up my list because mm-hmm. we had that physical connection. connection. And, now and then you just missed all the warning signs about the rest of the stuff that they do or don't do as a person. That you're like, yeah. I can't stand when they do yeah. X, Y, and Z. But you don't, you, you, and it's not even it's not even like an 80-20 type situation. Like, maybe uh, I could deal with this. It's like, yeah. hell no. <laughs> I ain't got no time for this bullshit. Yeah, right. the D might have been good, but I am... It, it happens good a lot. I've seen people. You're like, how does that work? And you're like, they're they're not good. They're, there's no compatibility. And, and all I can think of is the physical must be so strong. And it goes either way, right? The guy could be like, this is the best I've ever had. And she's just running amok right. and vice versa. So it, it's tough to, gosh, this is a tough one. There's not much you can do on that one, though. It's because nope. it's the... I think definitely, like, if you're in a, like, spur-of-the-moment type of situation and you wake up the next morning, the person is still here, you guys, everyone is sobered up, do you have that conversation then? Or do you, like, everyone go home, maybe I'll text you later, <laughs> maybe. Um, and we will we'll reconvene and have this conversation if and when necessary? So the way I think of it is, I think because of life and how we all live, I think we want the instruction manual, but having sex and getting into relationships, there's not one because everybody will have their own quote unquote manual of how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I don't want to come on too strong, so I'm not going to call or text. They could go have sex with somebody else and then they forget about you. Yep. So, so I don't think there's an exact way to really know but you kind of got to know yourself too and I think that's the the problem for most people when you bring sex into the equation 
for some, it heightens the level of commitment they feel like they have to make because we've been physical together. Mm -hmm. Versus, I had a good time, I'm gonna go back to my life. And it's hard for some people to decipher like, was I a total asshole by like not calling her? Or not calling him? See, I've never had any of these types of issues, so it's very hard for me to speak on them. All I know is that I have very much so changed my view on I guess sexual prowess in your early stages of life. Um, I think I grew up going to like Catholic high school and elementary school and not even that like I was actually like I'm not Catholic by any religious denomination sure, or anything sure. like We're that. Not, we don't have enough time for that episode. But <laughs> but I guess also like my core group of friends were not doing those types of things especially in high school. I went to an all girls high school. I didn't have the the I didn't have boys all around to to think about all day or or worry about their gaze on me during school or how worry about how I talked and how I dressed and what they thought or anything like that. Um, so when it came to to guys, sure, of course, like I, I definitely had a boyfriend throughout high school, but looking back would I have liked to have been able to like play the field a little bit more and had like multiple boyfriends? I think about this stuff like now. I, I went to public school and we had everybody. So What do you mean we had oh you had everyone in terms of like boys and girls? Boys and situation. girls from all backgrounds. And so how, how do you think that do you think that made a difference like being in an all-girls school so not Absolutely. having the temptation of like oh there's a boy there's a boy walking down the hall because like i love like oh that's the girl absolutely who was in my class it, it's a, it's affected my life in in different ways positively and not necessarily negatively but just like indifferently i think positively because now like i don't have fear of um speaking a certain way coming off a certain way in front of males in any type of professional situation because of my high school situation like it, it taught us very much so to speak up for ourselves and and feel comfortable wherever we are etc cetera, etc cetera. but then on another hand um I think maybe in like college college like early adulthood I had become so used to being like um a monogamous relationship type of person I never thought of myself in the dating world. Like, I never really had to, like, meet someone for the first time and, like, then start a relationship. Most of the relationships that I had been in were with people I had known forever. Um, mm, interesting. And I think there's maybe, like, one other person that I had, like, just met, but, like, ew. And so... It was, it was just a different, it's been a different experience for me. And I think having like a younger sibling also and seeing their evolution in this dating world and also um, wanting them to be able to explore life and not be so attached at such a young age makes me think about sex and relationships in a different way and how we should approach them 
in terms of like how you give your energy and how like the energy is exchanged at certain levels. Yeah, this, this is a tough topic. Everybody's probably may have strong opinions about what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I think you need to get it out your system. Again, for you to explore life, and again, exploring is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like some people, they don't do anything in high school and then in college, who is this person? But then there are some people that are literally like monogamous people. Like True. people that just generally, genuinely don't have an interest in I being agree. with I, multiple I people. I agree. And, th- and that is a very small percentage. When I think of the people who were together, let's say in middle school or high school who were married and still have kids, I can count them on one hand that I know personally it's rare or even not or not even like that have been together since like they were younger but even people that have had multiple relationships but are not the type to ever step out like they don't cheat they they once they're in a relationship like I'm monogamous and this is gonna work and I'm not gonna step out until like this is completely over type of situation you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying. It's just hard. So much temptation. My goodness. See, I, I'm not judging. It's just I, I, I'm on the other side of like, I don't think you should be in these relationships so early. And, and you, I think, be, and I feel like that's how I feel now. Like I felt that. I, I think it was, you know, listening to my parents and elders. Like a lot of them got married. Like people back in the day got married very early, mm-hmm. had kids early, married early. So, <clears throat> like my generation, our generation was. Go to school, have fun, get your job. Like, do yeah. you? And we see, and we see even more now because it is so expensive just to live with just you. People are so much more conscious of their financial situations, mm-hmm. and and because we are millennials, we've we've gone to school, we have these careers that you know afford us to live a certain life, and then there's more information out there about just how expensive it is to support not only your own life but then the life of a child i think it has made us even more conscious about our decisions to have children think about it most people have kids older now because of that yeah it's gonna be generational so after the war what world war ii everybody comes home has babies yeah right <laughs> you either already born or you got made right after the war. And then there's a little love of like, oh, do we need to have all these kids? Yeah, there was definitely. we're poor and we keep having, we've had all these kids. So then you're like, I'm going to tell my kids to not have kids early. Don't get yeah. married young. Yeah. Go live, explore. And, and that was the message for me was don't get hitched too early because you haven't lived long enough to know what you like or don't like. And I'm not, I don't knock the people who are still together, who've been together, they have high school sweethearts or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's a very, very small percentage, like extremely small. Yeah. And so when you think about that, you're like, have you even experienced life from my perspective? So for them, like you said, maybe they don't have those desires because I damn sure had them. Growing up in North Carolina, I was like, I got to get out of North Carolina. I love the South. I love my people. That's why he came over here to California, y'all. So, got him in his Oakland, <laughs> Oakland girl. What did he do? So, so yeah, I think it's all of that. Again, no judgment here, but you you have to decide what you want to do with your life and, and, and how sex plays into that. And and I think the, that was a good segue to like this whole, you know, we're talking about business. This is a business podcast as well. But like, you've got to know when to draw that line when you're in business or if you're in corporate, like you've got to know 
how important is sex or how important is your, I'll say, reputation or your business? And my teacher is my father. He's a, he was, he's a retired OBGYN. I went to him directly and asked him some questions. So when I got into business, I knew I was going to have to make a choice. I'm a holla or it's business. And how many times did you blur those boundaries? Because you can't say never. I'm never going to say never. They've been blurred a lot. Did I go the whole way? No, but they've been blurred. There's levels to this, right? (laughs) There's levels to this. But I, I kept talking to people who were doing that. Like they were either, they they were already a client and then they had sex with them or they had sex and then they became clients. And I would love to hear more examples. And I mean multiple. People. One or two, I'm not knocking you, but like if you are always doing that, your disaster may be lurking around You the start corner. getting a reputation in your business community. Like, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, it ends well. It, it does. So here's what, here's what scared me is I know that sex sells in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see magazines with ugly people. Let's just call it what... Sex is always being sold. And having experienced... We can call it flirt, flirting, right? Mm-hmm. You come into a meeting, you're all business. The other person ain't thinking business. Mm-hmm. And so how do you play into it to get what you want that's for you to decide but not go so far sure. as to where you're crossing that line and, and that line for you could be short my line could be long somebody's so here's a here's a question when it comes to having to do that in various industries where's the boundary when you have a significant other and, and I think that this is important because yes. I think both of us have to straddle that line mm-hmm. um, when it comes to work yep. and never wanting to disrespect your partner, yep. but also we're going to get these bags so that yeah. we can go do what we need to do. I think it's probably tough to define it like precisely but the stakes are higher and you as the individual should know that like if you're in a relationship yes you shouldn't be just having sex with everybody definitely should not people do people do but we not okay (laughs) it's just fly motherfucking high in this bitch so so i think the stakes are a lot higher and when i would talk to my dad he would always say you know is she worth ruining your business and your reputation and that's the question I always had to ask myself. And you were the same way. You were attractive. I was like, damn, client? Or am I trying to holla? And I actually tried not to holla first. So so it, it, it's, it's playing out where I thought about it. I was like, mm-mm-mm. Couldn't resist. I know. I'll let you have it. But it, it's, it's always going to be a challenge because we're human. I'm sure Tiana still finds men attractive. Or let me say, whoever you are attracted to, that's that doesn't leave who you are as a person. Let me first say that. And I think when you're in a relationship or you're married, you literally got to think, is, is this really worth ruining? Because if so, go do it. And just go smash the, and everybody, case, get divorced, smash everybody and stay single. So for me, it's like, uh, it, 
is it worth it? And for me, it's not. So, so if you have to draw that kind of fine line, then you should probably draw it now and not keep waiting until you fuck it up. And then like, oh, I messed up, which is what most people do. And I wish, I wish more people would just recognize when something is unsalvageable and let it go rather than creating more destruction, heartache, pain, and drama. Ain't nobody got time for drama in their own lives. But people like it. And here's, and I'm being, I'm not being funny here. The media, I'm telling you, TV shows and movies have depicted certain people of a certain lifestyle, and then you internalize it like you're in, like you're on the screen. You're really screwing people's lives over by the stuff you see. Look, if you love drama, keep doing what you're doing. It's some, again, if you do it once or twice, and look, we all human, right? Nobody's gonna be perfect. But at what point do you say, this is detrimental to my business? I'm trying to be a player and run a business, it's gonna, it's gonna, cr- something's gonna crumble. Yes. Your family life or your business. And when, and how many people are really thinking long term? I think it's nobody. The, because nobody. I think that would deter a lot of activity if people were thinking more long term. Yeah, I, I agree. They're not. I'm attracted to this person, whoever you're attracted to, and we about to go get it. You're not thinking, how could this ruin my family? How could this ruin clients? How, how can this ruin my business, my brand, my. I mean, people now have social media. They can blast you. You don't know if it's true or not. How your kids think about you because of what you did today, mama, or vice versa, or the the psychological trauma that it has now caused in your family, depending on what age, you know, kids you have. It it could do a lot. But here's the problem. Here's, I guess we can kind of wrap this up with a bow. Sex along with money is always going to be a taboo subject. Always. I don't think there's ever going to be a day where people are comfortable talking about sex. They ain't talking about money. I mean, it's certain topics, sex, religion, politics. We could talk about all those. I could talk about sex for a long time. <laughs> I actually like this topic. <laughs> uh, but I think that's what it boils down to. It's a matter of what what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And I, I never, I hate sometimes saying it's, it's good or bad. It's just a decision. So what are you willing to do, Jasper? What are you willing not to do? I'm not going to mess up a good thing. And that's what scares me into not doing all the stuff we're talking about. Yes, I'm attracted to women. Yes, you probably attracted to other men. That doesn't mean I'm trying to go get it. Nope, better not, okay? (laughs) And same thing for me, okay? I just, there's just some things that I just don't want to have to deal with in my my life. Which is why I won't do it. I feel the same. This is going to distract me from what I'm trying to do. Literally. And, And this little... Lord Jesus Moment knows I'm it. crazy and I'm trying. I be trying not to lose it. I be trying not to lose it. Don't don't ever make me have to go there, Jasper. Likewise. Yep. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> She's giving me a look right now, y'all. Like I'ma do something crazy. No. And, they, and they be the ones like, don't mess up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. hope you're listening to your own advice. Listen, so I'll... if you so let's mm-hmm. so if you are the person who's very who has very strong opinions about this, you need to hope your partner has the same exact feelings or clo- you need to understand what Yes, you need to understand your feelings. Yeah, you're not gonna necessarily agree with everything, but you gotta understand who you're dealing with. And again, if you're not communicating effectively, just know some things are gonna fall through the cracks. So I would suggest you talk it through about what are you needing your sexual partner? Just talk. What what will communication you do? Communication is so key. Yeah. What will you do? What won't you do? You know, ask. Have you ever done this before? Have you not? What you, What are your thoughts about it? Just ask. 
why are we so afraid of because it's taboo I don't want to yeah, know it is taboo you I don't want to yeah. know that your significant other used to lick booty holes in college <laughs> like it's, it's something like that and because that's what we're afraid of we're afraid of hearing that oh he or she was the hoe you know at some point it doesn't matter right at, it, it at one point in, it doesn't matter it does it or does it not matter as oh, it matters you to a lot feel of people. like they're it, not going to do it again it matters to a lot of people because they hold on to that stuff I'm trying to become a gazillionaire a zazina, whatever we're trying to become together. Who I was at 21, does it matter? It doesn't matter. I'm still alive. I ain't even thinking about some of that stuff. I didn't write it down. I didn't take a, well, we took a few pictures. You gotta Anywho. stay focused on the actions of the now and like what the other person is showing you in terms of their effort and their commitment. And that's what you judge upon. Yeah. And if they show you different, you pay attention to your senses, you talk. And you you make the decisions that is best for you. I like that. We'll end on that. I, I got nothing else to say. You got nothing else to say. Nope. Okay. Well, great. That's that's episode three for y'all. <laughs> Love in the Black Podcast. Peace out.